Words of Caution. Christ said to his disciples, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Matthew 10:16. Satan's attacks against the advocates of the truth will wax more bitter and determined to the very close of time. As in Christ's day, the chief priests and rulers stood up the people against him. So today the religious leaders will excite bitterness and prejudice against the truth for this time. The people will be led to acts of violence and opposition, which they have never thought of had they not been imbued with the animosity of professed Christians against the truth. Subheading, How to Meet Bitter Attacks What course shall the advocates of truth pursue? They have the unchangeable, eternal word of God, and they should reveal the fact that they have the truth as it is in Jesus. Their words must not be rugged or sharp. In their presentation of truth, they must manifest the love and meekness and gentleness of Christ. Let the truth do the cutting. The word of God is a sharp two-edged sword and will cut its way to the heart. Those who know that they have the truth should not, by the use of harsh and severe expressions, give Satan one chance to misinterpret their spirit. As a people, we must stand as did the world's Redeemer. When in controversy with Satan in regard to the body of Moses, Christ does not bring against him a railing accusation. Jude 9. He had every provocation to do this, and Satan was disappointed because he could not arouse in Christ a spirit of retaliation. Satan was ready to misinterpret everything that was done by Jesus, and the Savior would give him no occasion, not the semblance of an excuse. He would not turn from a straightforward course of truth in order to follow the wanderings and twistings and turnings and prevarications of Satan. We read in the prophecy of Zechariah that when Satan, with all his synagogue, stood up to resist the prayers of Joshua, the high priest, and to resist Christ, who was about to show decided favor to Joshua, the Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan. Even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Zechariah 3.2 The course of Christ in dealing with even the adversary of souls should be an example to us in all our intercourse with others, never to bring a railing accusation against any, much less should we employ harshness or severity toward those who may be as anxious to know the right way as we are ourselves. Subheading, Making Allowance for Others Those who have been educated in the truth by precept and example should make great allowances for others who have had no knowledge of the scriptures except through the interpretations given by ministers and church members and who have received traditions and fables as Bible truth. They are surprised by the presentation of truth. It is as a new revelation to them and they cannot bear to have all the truth in its most striking character, presented to them at the outset. All is new and strange, and wholly unlike that which they have heard from their ministers, and they are inclined to believe what the ministers have told them, that Seventh-day Adventists are infidels and do not believe the Bible. Let the truth be presented as it is in Jesus, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little 
and there a little. Subheading, not to hedge up the way. Let not those who write for our papers make unkind thrusts and allusions that will certainly do harm, and they will hedge up the way and hinder us from doing the work that we should do in order to reach all classes, the Catholics included. It is our work to speak the truth in love, and not to mix in with the truth the unsanctified elements of the natural heart, and speak things that save of the same spirit possessed by our enemies. All sharp thrusts will come back upon us in double measure when the power is in the hands of those who can exercise it for our injury. Over and over the message has been given to me that we are not to say one word, not to publish one sentence, especially by way of personalities, unless positively essential in vindicating the truth that will stir up our enemies against us and arouse their passions to a white heap. Our work will soon be closed up, and soon the time of trouble, such as never was, will come upon us, of which we have but little idea. The Lord wants his workers to represent him, the great missionary worker. The manifestation of rashness always does harm. The proprieties essential for Christian life must be learned daily in the school of Christ. He who was careless and heedless in uttering words or in writing words for publication to be sent broadcast into the world sending forth expressions that can never be taken back is disqualifying himself to be entrusted with the sacred work that devolves upon Christ's followers at this time. Those who practice giving harsh thrusts are forming habits that will strengthen by repetition and will have to be repented of. We should carefully examine our ways and our spirit and see in what manner we are doing the work given us of God, a work which involves the destiny of souls. The very highest obligation is resting upon us. Satan is standing ready, burning with zeal to inspire the whole confederacy of satanic agencies that it may cause them to unite with evil men and bring upon the believers of truth speedy and severe suffering. Every unwise word that is uttered by a brethren will be treasured up by the prince of darkness. How dare finite human intelligences speak careless and venturesome words that will stir up the powers of hell against the saints of God, when Michael the archangel durst not bring against Satan a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. It will be impossible for us to avoid difficulties and suffering. Jesus said, It must needs be that offenses come, but woe to that man by whom the offenses cometh. Matthew 18, 7. But because offenses will come, we should be careful not to stir up the natural temperament of those who love not the truth by unwise words and by manifestation of an unkind spirit. Precious truth must be presented in its native force. The deceptive errors that are widespread and that are leading the world captive are to be unveiled. Every effort possible is being made to ensnare souls with subtle reasonings to turn them from the truth to fables and to prepare them to be deceived by strong delusions. But while these deceived souls turn from the truth to error, do not speak to them one word of censure. Seek to show them their danger and to reveal to them how grievous is their course of action toward Jesus Christ. But let it be done in pitying tenderness. By a proper man of labor, some of the souls who are ensnared by Satan may be recovered from his power. Do not blame and condemn them. To ridicule the position held by those who are in error 
will not open their blind eyes nor attract them to the truth. When men lose sight of Christ's example and do not pattern after his men of teaching, they become self-sufficient and go forth to meet Satan with his own manner of weapons. The enemy knows well how to turn his weapons upon those who use them. Jesus spoke only words of pure truth and righteousness. If ever a people needed to walk in humility before God, it is his church, his chosen ones in this generation. We all need to bewail the dullness of our intellectual faculties, the lack of appreciation of our privileges and opportunities. We have nothing whereof to boast. We grieve the Lord Jesus Christ by our harshness, by our unchristlike thrusts. We need to become complete in Him. It is true that we are commanded to cry aloud, Spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Isaiah 58.1 This message must be given, but we should be careful not to thrust and crowd and condemn those who have not the light that we have. We should not go out of our way to make hard thrusts at Catholics. Among the Catholics there are many who are most conscientious Christians and who walk in all the light that shines upon them, and God will work in their behalf. Those who have had great privileges and opportunities but who have failed to improve their physical, mental, and moral powers and have lived to please themselves, refusing to bear the responsibility, are in greater danger and in greater condemnation before God than those who are in error upon doctrinal points, yet who seek to live to do good to others. Do not censure others. Do not condemn them. If we allow selfish considerations, false reasoning, and false excuses to bring us into a perverse state of mind and heart so that we do not know the ways and will of God, we shall be far more guilty than the open sinner. We need to be very cautious in order that we may not condemn those who, before God, are less guilty than ourselves. Testimonies for the Church, Volume 9, pages 239 to 244.